0: and to connect with your soul, because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. Well, I would like to welcome you all to another episode of In Flow with Soul. I am excited to talk with Misha Granado. Am, am I saying that correctly? You yes. are. Yes. Okay. Good. Misha Granado. She describes herself as a gardener because she's growing love. Mm -hmm. Misha is is a behavioral health scientist and a certified prepare and rich relationship therapist, speaker, author, and the owner of Love Grows. The relationship consultants, a boutique firm that speaks, writes, and brings love into existence via interactive workshops, discussions, editorials, books, and therapy sessions. Misha, welcome to this conversation today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Mary. I oh. am excited to be here. So I asked Misha to come on today because one of the topics that I often hear both from clients and from speaking to other female entrepreneurs is that sometimes there's um, there's a challenge. Our businesses take up a lot of our time and energy and, and our, our hearts, like our hearts are in our business and our partners, our spouses are also there. And sometimes it feels like, Those are in two different worlds. And Misha's going to talk with us today about how do we blend those those worlds if we want to. We don't have to. We have choices. But if we wanted to blend those those worlds, what might that look like? So Misha, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say on this topic. But before we get into that, I would love to hear your story about how you came into entrepreneurship and starting your own business.
1: Sure. So thank you for having me, Dr. Mary. Um, So my background is, as you mentioned, is in behavioral health, public health, behavioral health, and then also community psychology. And so those two um, experiences led me to Barbados to complete a Fulbright Fellowship. And while I was in Barbados doing focus groups with women around breast cancer screening and those types of things, and it, it, it just renewed in me the community aspect work that I had from community psychology, coupled with prior to going to Barbados, I was an adjunct professor at a university. I taught in okay. psychology. And so from those two places, just being with the community and, and being with students, the common thread in both of those places was relationships. And and how we interface with the relationships in our lives and the relationship we have with ourselves. And mm-hmm. so when I was leaving the professorship to finish my own internship, my students said, hey, you know, uh, Professor Granato, you need to write a book or you need to do something for people who can't take your class. Like They need this information. And so that was just one seed that was planted that would then sure. bloom into the love grows world. And so... And I was thinking about that. I know some people go into business. They're very clear on it, whether they, you know, they go to get their MBAs. They know I want to go into business. Other people, but that wasn't me. I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this therapy thing. And, you know, um, (laughs) but it, it naturally evolved into, it just naturally evolved into this, like, this space of creating love grows. So I didn't start off as an entrepreneur. And as that, I am, as I was speaking to you, Dr. Mary, I am a creative. Like that mm-hmm. is what I do. Like even even the work that I do with Love Grows is in that creative, yes, I have the skill set in the in the degree, all of that. Sure. But it's it's a creative space for me, growing love. So a lot of my challenges in the beginning, the business side of it. You know, yeah. the right. getting, getting all of your documents, you know, you're fake, no, your like all of the business parts of it, because that's just not a part of my world. I, I just want to grow love. I just want to talk about right. relationships. I just want to do that. I, I don't want to do the business part. I don't want to do right. that. So that was, in the beginning, that was what my challenge was. And then even, and I've spoken to other women entrepreneurs, that putting a dollar amount like for many women, it's to say this is my my fee, this is my rate. It's and having a little bit of like, can can I ask for
0: that? Like, right. is, that,
1: is that something I can ask for? And I think a lot of times that just goes back to how women and girls were just socialized in general mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to you know kind of be meek, to not be too proud, not to be too boisterous, not to be too loud. Um, So I think we socialized that way. So in the beginning, on the entrepreneur journey, that was one of my challenges, just how the business aspect of it, not the content, not not that area, but really just the business. So So anyway, so fast forward.
0: (laughs) Yeah. so, So how did you get over that hump of the business side of things? What got you through that? So I... Yeah, so for me, I got a mentor. Like
1: I have mentors in business who are the very analytical side. Like it is not personal, it is business. Misha, you need to have X, Y, and Z in place if you're going to be a business. Like everyone isn't going, everyone's not your clients and that's okay. You know, to, to find where your lane is and to stay there. You don't have to follow trends and chase trends. You want to identify what you're good at and do that with excellence and right. so having the very uh, the mentors who are again very analytical clear-cut data this is what the facts are i understand you feel this way misha but your data doesn't support that so what do you want do you want feelings or right do you want profit like well, what, which one do you want <laughs> and so really and, and i know one of the things you and i spoke about is because that is sensitive like i mean for me yeah. We have to think as entrepreneurs, like we birthed this idea of our business within ourselves. It started in our heart or our mind. We sat with it before it manifested in physical form, before we put it on paper or whatever that looks like. So we are intimately connected with our business. And so with that, we become very protective. And, And that's one thing that I had to learn because everybody isn't... And I think this is just a rule of life. Everybody is not a trusted source that you can get. You have to know who you can get information from. Who do you trust? Who do you value? Um, and so once I understood, like, okay, the person who is giving me co- counsel in this, I trust them. They know what they're saying. I know they have the best interest for me. So this sensitivity that I'm feeling, that is. That's just my human. This is my baby. I think you're judging my baby. You're saying my baby's ugly. (laughs) And I feel a way about it. (laughs) I feel a way about it. But once, and I had to sit with that because really what we're talking about, Dr. Mary, is sitting in that vulnerability as Dr. Brene Brown speaks about. Sitting in that vulnerability that here I am serving myself up to you emotionally naked for you to see, hey, this is what I created and being able to sit with whatever your feedback is. Right. And But one of the things that I like to just keep with me from Miguel Ruiz, who is the author of the five agreements, is one of the agreements is take what you need and leave the rest. And that's just a philosophy that I use within my life. So yes, people are going to give you a lot of information, a lot of opinions, whether solicitated or not. Mm-hmm. but as an individual you have the right to say you know what that that resonates with me that's something that actually I will take thank you other things you just leave and you that's don't right. even have to let people know you're leaving it right so so that is that is one of the things that really helped me and even with my significant yeah. other I know we're speaking about um mm-hmm. partnerships and entrepreneurship like he is a serial um business person, multi-million dollar business. And he's very, and sometimes he can be very harsh. Yeah. harsh. yeah. You know, but I also look at it that at the source, like he knows what he's talking about. Like he has right. business after business that has been successful. And so me being vulnerable and being honest with myself, like, okay, this isn't my wheelhouse. So this is mm-hmm. somewhere I can learn and being receptive to learn, but then also knowing that he's a trusted source. So whatever he's saying, he's yeah. not trying to sabotage me. He's not right. trying to, you know, he wants me to win. And, and that's why I think it's very important, Dr. Mary, for us to know who is that source. And so going into our partners, do we the, the, the first question for any of us as women, and this is a very honest question that you have to ask yourself, do I trust my that my partner has my best in my best interest in mind? Yeah. Like, can I honestly and that's just a yes or no question. Do I think so? If yes, then proceed. Like knowing that whatever I'm feeling, it is it is an emotional, just the vulnerability because this is my baby. But if mm-hmm. you answer no, then of course that's another question or another um, place you need to explore. Because then the question would be why are you with a partner that you truly believe does not have your best interest at heart? That's Mm -hmm. a me question. Why am I partnered with someone like that? Mm -hmm. And so, um,
0: yeah. So sometimes, um, and and I'm thinking of a couple of stories in my head right now. Um, the, uh, the, the business came later, right? The, the marriage or the partnership came first And the business came later, and so here's this new baby that's being birthed into this family that the partner may not be directly involved with. Yeah, Um, and you know, you're talking about the vulnerability, and I'll I'll speak for myself too. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, especially in those early days, I don't know what I'm doing. And to me, that was the worst thing, not knowing what I was doing. I thought I was supposed to know what I was doing and and didn't know how I was going to figure it out. And so then to have, you know, even a question of inquiry, of interest, could feel to me like, um, an inquiry uh, that was, um, inquisition kind of thing, right? Why are you doing it this way? Or why does, aren't you doing it this way? Or what about this? And every one of those questions could have felt to me like, um, I'm being questioned. I'm being questioned, right? At the very core, because again, this is my baby. So sometimes those relationships, so the business is one thing, but then there's also the, what I've seen in, just even if I take the business side out of that, you know, sometimes marriages or partnerships kind of fall away. We, we, we end up developing or growing uh, separately from one another rather than growing together. And then suddenly you're, you look around and you see this person who's sitting across the table from you at dinner saying, who is this person? Right. We don't, we don't talk and you know, TV is probably on in this dinner. So, so we've got a couple of things and, and you can, to help help us unpack this. So one is how can I reconnect? I'm I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling uncertain about this business, this baby that I'm birthing here that I'm creating. And I'm not connecting with the other person that's most important to me. Yeah. Can you help yeah. us uh I dig think into that, that? No,
1: no, I yeah, absolutely. And I look at what you you painted for people because I see that in my practice as well. Relationships get on autopilot, that people are not consciously present in their relationships, not just romantically, even with their children. You can go to any park, restaurant, any activity, and you will see everyone's on their gadgets, or you may have a three-year-old chasing a butterfly, mom's on a gadget, like people aren't present. You know, we're constantly distracted a lot by gadgets. You know, so it's coming back. I think that they, they, they can't happen in tandem. Like we okay. want to. It's like, hey, I want to strengthen my relationship. I want you to get yes. on board with my entrepreneur journey. I want all of this. I want it all to happen simultaneously. And can we do this this week so we can keep on moving <laughs> with our <lives?"> Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I think that, and I understand that we're in a, in a world that's very fast paced instant gratification you can drive you can have everything delivered to your house we can order stuff on amazon during this call and it will be here tomorrow right um, so we're we're very accustomed to that but i think what has happened is that we have put that onto humans as well and we feel that humans are relationships and those dynamics should move just as fast Hey, I'm okay. feeling this way. I don't like this. You should change it. Change it right now and let's go. Just as quick as Amazon does things, that's how quick I want it to be. Sure. Whereas relationships are, brings us back to nature. Like you can't, you can't fast track summer. When winter, you can't, you can't shorten winter and allow spring to come. It, it runs in its own season. And so the same thing with our relationships and and, and, and we know that individuals year one of a relationship is very different than year 10, year 30, because, of mm-hmm. course, we're not static. We're evolving. We grow. It's it's not linear. We, we stay stagnant. There's so many, so many things that are at play with humans. And and honestly, Dr. Mary, I'm amazed that humans can get along at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> because of because of all of the variables that are at play. But going back to your question about the relationship, looking up across the table and hey, who is this? Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Especially if we're talking about you raised, if you had children, oftentimes right. women go full throttle into motherhood. You know, the biological, right. we, we grew these humans in our bodies, those type of things. And then that's a good eighteen years. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, of just their activities and and, and making sure they're alive and healthy right. and, and contributing to society. But from there, it is making a conscientious choice because it's always choices, Dr. Mary, Mm -hmm. making a choice. And I feel like as long as we're alive, it's never too late. Making the choice that, hey, I want to reconnect with you, my partner. I feel like We've, we've grown apart, just with life. I mean, we're coming, we're still in a pandemic. I mean, we're, we're not where we were last year. A lot of cities have opened up. Houston's sure. wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and, and that, that requires a level of vulnerability as well. Because And, and why we say that is because we, we fear the rejection. How about if I, I say I want to reconnect and strengthen our relationship? What if, what if he doesn't want to? What right. if? What if he doesn't like me anymore? What if um, any of those type of things? But that is where that growth and that that opportunity to be a catalyst comes from. Because whatever you find out there is great. If they don't want to connect with you and don't like, again, now right. we're in a different place. Hey, do I right. want to continue in this this marriage in this relationship or? your partner may be feeling the same thing as well, but not, oh, well, you know, Mary has her, her business. She doesn't have time for me. She, uh, so I don't want to put something else on her plate saying like, hey, what about me? I'm feeling neglected or I, I, I would like to have date night. Mary doesn't have time for dates. So then Mary doesn't have time for me. She doesn't have time for the relationship. She doesn't have time. And so it's going all the way back to, let's go back to dating, Dating your partner, putting that as entrepreneurs, you have everything on your calendar that is locked in. You have to meet with this client, this investor, this consultant. It's on there. It's a hard to do. That's locked in. One of the things with our significant others, make them locked in as well. Look at your, and, and as an entrepreneur, you have the freedom and the ability to look at your calendar. You don't have to consult with other people, but you know what? And it it doesn't have to be date night. It can be date lunches. It can be date breakfast. It can be whatever it is. But what it is, is I'm putting it on the calendar because I'm making a conscious effort of growing, cultivating, nurturing the relationship that we have. And as and so that's the first part. So forget the business part. Forget the business part. Right. This this is the foundation here. And let's Mm -hmm. get to know each other here. Let's go on dates. Let's let's take take turns planning dates. That's one of the things I do with my clients. Like, okay, okay, this week is I'm planning dates. Next week you're planning dates. And for women, it's the same as men love to be, they they love to be celebrated and pampered and Send him an invite, you know, your guy, whatever, whatever it is. Sure. Even if you start to incorporate something new, like, Hey, babe, I'm taking you on a date. Like this is that mm-hmm. I'm driving. I'm picking out your outfit. I'm doing <laughs> all I need you to do is show up, you okay. know? And, but when we're planning these dates, what really it is, and, and I encourage my clients, listen to your partner. What are things they're interested in that they've mentioned those types of things, build dates around that because again, what that says to partner is, I, I matter, you hear me, you see me, you value me, things that maybe y'all said two, five years ago, you know what, we need to, let's try, let's go back to that because what happens is when we're doing new activities or learning new things, we're also growing, we're, we're making those synapses in our brains. We're making these new pathways of connection by breaking the monotonous routine, monotony is I think what really strangles our relationships. Um, yeah. And we get into our relationships and now we're just focused on the business of relationships. Oh, the trash. Oh, how come you haven't done this? Why, right. why are your thoughts there? Why? And so for the partner, it's like, man, Every time you speak to me, it's like you have a qualm. It's a, a problem. Right. So what happens is people start to retreat within. Like, I really, I, I, I don't like hanging out with, with you. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I'm with you, it's it's a problem. So I'm going to stay at work later. Hey, sure. at work, who, who can take this international job? Hey, I can do <laughs> right. it. I can. Right. I can do it. Right. I, I am. I'm available. You know, so you start to see these type of things. So the answer to your question if I can of yes, is that it goes it goes back to the basics. Let us reconnect with each other. And it's not a one time thing. It is yeah. the same way that you all have become disconnected. That's been happening overnight. That wasn't just a one and done. That was by the consistent choices that you all are making. Every choice that we make has it, and, and what I like to have in my mind is does this choice, and it requires us to slow down. We live in a very fast-paced world, but to slow down and ask if this choice I'm about to make is it putting me closer to my goals? Does it expand my mind? Does it expand my heart, my happiness, my goodness? Or does it constrict it? Does it expand my partner? Does it constrict? Like, those are the things you think about or I think about before I make a decision. And of course, if it's Results in me moving a bit slower as well, right? But it is something that again, you're making that conscious choice of I'm doing something different because your default that it just and and one of the things I I encourage Dr. Mary is to start to become an observer of yourself. So whatever that immediate response is, that's your default, right? So for you to look at, is this default? Is this working for me? Right, Because the default, of course, became the default. At first, it was new at one time, but with right. repetitive behavior, now it's our norm. What is that? The way I speak to my spouse, what is that norm? I was just mm-hmm. speaking to a guy friend of mine, and he was saying that he actually and he, his, he has an adult sister and, of course, his mom, and he was just observing the way his sister was speaking to her husband and also the way that mom was speaking to dad, two different occasions. But he said on both occasions, he pulled the women to the side and was saying, like, you're being verbally abusive. You're being disrespectful. Like, I know if a woman ever spoke to me like that, it's done. I'm divorcing. I'm out of there because the way that you're speaking is so demeaning. But for Mm -hmm. the sister and the mom, this was their normal communication. So they were just kind of like, what do you mean abusive? What do you mean verbally abusive? Right. But having that outsider, which I think a lot of us, we we don't have that that luxury of having someone on the outside, being able to intimately see how we, we exchange with a loved one. You know, sometimes we have this public persona, so you may not sure. speak to your spouse that way in public, in front of colleagues, in front of friends. So I think that there's a lot of things that we have that's normal in our relationships that aren't healthy, and that mm-hmm. is not cultivating and nurturing the relationships we have. And then you bring in a new baby, i.e. entrepreneurship, you know, what? wherever you are in that, that now this becomes problematic. Like we're not even connecting. So I really. Exactly. What? <laughs> like,
0: yes.
1: what? You're now bringing, some, you don't have time for me, but you have time for a whole business. Okay. okay. Right.
0: Well, that really puts that into perspective. I, I I can see now, and and I love these conversations because I, you know when I first came to you with this conversation, it was like, how do we bring our partner into our business? And you said, well, you know, do you really want to do that? <laughs> and it's yeah. a good question. So then it, it it came, you know that that's how this whole piece evolved of. Maybe we're not connected. Maybe the relationship is a whole different conversation versus our business. And I love how you said Absolutely. at the beginning of this conversation, the first question is, and I don't know what your question was, but basically, do I still want to be in a relationship with this person? I think you said, do I trust that this person yeah. has my best interest yeah. at heart? And, and that's a great question. Do I want to be in this relationship? Those are the questions yeah. that maybe I don't have an answer to. Right? Maybe right now I'm just Mm -hmm. dissatisfied and I don't know if I want more of this or if I want to call it quits. But as you were saying then, make those efforts to reconnect and see what happens. That's more information. It's either confirming that yes, this is something I want to be in or it's confirming. No, we've really grown apart and leave the business out of it for now.
1: And and, and and what we know for certain, and you can look at anything in in our world, whether it's plants, um, whether it's children, um, especially relationships, the the way that you care for it has a direct outcome, a direct correlation to the outcome. you know sure. And so by nurturing it, nurturing the relationship, nurturing plants and things like that, we see how they flourish and and humans were the same way. Like once you pour into that individual on a consistent basis, and it doesn't have to be big extravagant insert international trip here, these big kind of anniversary honeymoon type of, um, celebration. It's in the everyday. It's in the, when you come home, I haven't seen you all day. So I'm ending phone calls and I'm, fully present just to give you hugs and kisses and to welcome you home, right? Just to let you know that because I, I think it's important for us to also go back that there was for many of us we're living in a space that we prayed for that we wanted. We wanted to be in a partnership. We wanted to be married. We wanted to have children. These are things that we did not have at one time and, and we were, focused on it, and we made all sorts of promises and vows that once I have it, this is how I'm going to take care of it. It's the same people, who, same as the person who inserts a new fancy car,
0: you
1: know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's my dream car, and as soon as I get it, it's uh, there's no eating, no drinking. I'm going to keep it <laughs> water <bottle> all <laughs> the time. It's going to have premium gas. I'm only putting the top shelf, and then Next thing you know, and that, and that happened for a while with anything new, same with relationships. Sure. New, new, sure. new. Next thing you know, you got, you got French fries in the seats. Yeah, the, yeah. the car hasn't been washed, you know. And it's the same thing with our relationships. It's how are we, and, 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 the, and the thing about it is we make all these promises, but what are we doing with what we have now? So even with our business, the entrepreneur business, well, once I hit insert this tax bracket here, then mm-hmm. I'm going to X, Y, and C. No, you're not because you're here and you don't do that now. Right. So it's not, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's not like, oh, well, once we get married and sign this paper. What? No, it, it is by the choices we make, the processes, the things we put in place and so by creating sacred time with our significant others and then and then also understanding that just because now you want to nurture depending on the health of your relationship partner might have a little reservation you right. know partner may say like we've been here before you you've said you'll put dates on the calendar but something's gonna happen you're gonna have to cancel it's it's happened before i've gotten all excited i've cleared my calendar i i'm looking forward to date night with mary and then hey babe the meeting's going long we're just gonna have to cancel uh there's food in the refrigerator uh
0: right right
1: right? and so or insert kid or or whatever right for the recipient what that's and yes we understand things do happen there are things that come up as an emergency that unforeseen we have to handle this now you know yeah, I, I, right, I right. deliver babies a baby's coming we're not talking sure. about those things sure we're, sure we're talking about the I feel take, taking your partner for granted oh they're always be there I mean
0: I live with right. them
1: I mean what's the big right. deal like we can go out next weekend what's the big deal but what what the big deal is you didn't honor your work Mm-hmm. You, you gave me your word. You didn't honor your word to me. Um, and I'm the one who you always cancel on. Like, so it's, it's as if I'm not a priority. You don't cancel cancel on whomever. Right. And so these are the things that starts to put that wedge in our relationships. Because again, for the recipient, it, it, it conveys to them, I'm not that important to you.
0: Exactly. Now a word is coming up for me as I'm listening to you describe this and the word is vulnerability. And I I think this is kind of like for me I'm seeing this as kind of the um the step between our relationship and my my business, right? And bringing that into the relationship if I want to. Even if the business the business is happening and maybe I want my partner to be a part of it, maybe I don't. But As I'm building my business, there's experiences of vulnerability. And within a relationship, I think that's where we really want to be our most vulnerable. And yet, I think we have a hard time allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with someone that we can trust. Now, again, I just want to preface it. It goes to that first question. Does this person have my best interest at heart? Right? That has to be a yes before you move into this. But how do you have any suggestions for us on how can we come to our date nights and and these new right these re, renewed commitments that we want to make to one another and and make room for that vulnerability? How do we do that?
1: Mm-hmm. That is a great question. I think that and, and you know one of the things so I'm definitely coming back to that. I, I wonder if it is easier for our listeners to understand if we remove entrepreneur like entrepreneurship and then replacing it with work right okay because i think that i think that if i am i don't know an engineer with okay. insert company and, mm-hmm. and and that's not i not my own company but i'm an engineer right. or i'm a chemical engineer or whatever insert right. company do we have the expectation that our partner would be fully invested in our engineering day corporate gig, mm-hmm. right? And I think when we think about jobs and careers, whatever the case is, your te- what, whatever it may be, sure, sure, outside of entrepreneurship because it's so personal, but it, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, corporate, academia, it's all work. Yes. Do we have that expectation that our partners are that hands-on? Hey, I'm a dermatologist. Um, I want you to be more involved. Hey, look at this skin. Hey, I'm I'm searching skin lesions. Hey, I want sure. you to know, like those type of things. Do we sure. have that expectation? So I think that's one is understanding for entrepreneurship. This is your passion. This is what you love. This is thing that. You wanted to do maybe before the relationship, it grew within the relationship. So I think mm-hmm. from there, it, it, it's important for us as entrepreneurs to really sit with it is normal, okay that someone else may not be as excited about what we're doing as we are, right? Yeah. Um, you may not want to hear chemical engineering stuff when you get home sure. they're super passionate about it oh my god yeah yeah right, <laughs> Chemical engineering. right. oh my god do you understand what's going on <laughs> in the world and this and this and this That's right, right, right. and, and there's, there's two different things there's the excitement and support because i love you and i love how excited you are i love that you're able to do and be in an industry that you love and because i love you and i want you to win I, I can get behind that. I'm excited about that. I can do sure. that. I have the bandwidth to do that. Do I have the bandwidth to go into a whole lit, reju- lit review on, on chemical engineering stuff? I don't. Right, right. I don't. And so so coming back to entrepreneurship, I think that, that when, we're, we're, when we're trying to tease out the the role of our significant other as it, it is with our entrepreneur I I just want to kind of encourage people maybe to stand at a different vantage point, remove entrepreneurship and replace it with job or career. Would you have the same expectation of a partner? And, and that's only and that's a question you can answer for yourself. If so, and that's sure. fine. That's fine. Sure. There are, there are sure. partnerships that, yes, I I want my partner to be involved at that level. But going back to how do we start the vulnerability? It is. One is by creating the time. So because, again, these are these are trust activities. Mm -hmm. We put a date on the calendar. We both show up. We honor it when we and then from there. Let's start to even before we make our date. You know what? Let's let's create something new. So what are some parameters that you want to put in place and that I want to put in place that we can make sure we have the best date going forward so if each of you all write them down type them up and then come together and discuss it it may be like hey you know what when we go on dates let's not have gadgets let's let's make it a zero gadget zone hey you know what i get sleepy by eight o'clock i'm ready to go to bed so what if we can do day dates i would like to do that or on the weekends something like that you know what I don't want to just do dinner and a movies. I want to do an activity. I would love for us to, because through activities, we can learn something new or we um, can discover communication styles. Do we work as a team? You know, those type of things. So again, I think that the key is when we come to the table, it's giving space for your partner to contribute. This isn't an action item, "Hey, okay, get on board. This is what we're right. doing. You don't have a say so in it." It's, "Hey, I would I would like to I would like to strengthen our relationship or nurture our relationship more." Or and and, and when we speak about vulnerability, it's owning what you feel not projecting, mm-hmm. not making assumptions, I statements. I'm feeling disconnected from you. And I I feel that way because I've been putting a lot of energy into my business.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and and I feel I've neglected our space. And I I want to I miss you mm-hmm. and 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 I'm grateful for you and I would like to make a conscious effort to re re uh, revitalize our relationship is that something that you're interested in doing? Um, how how do you feel? You know, yeah. um, how do you rate me as your wife on a scale of zero to five? What am I doing well? what What can I improve on? Um, is there anything that I do that that constricts? your happiness, or your well-being. These type of open-ended questions and allowing and to be able to sit with whatever your significant other says because this is their perspective, the way that they're experiencing the relationship. This isn't a defensive mechanism. If, if you are going to be, ah, you know yeah. that, then this isn't an activity for you because what all that's going to convey to your partner is, this is in safe space. I can't be honest. I can't be vulnerable because if I'm honest, I'm punished. Because a week from now, a month from now, you're going to make a snide remark about the my honesty. Um, you're so this. What we're talking about is emotional maturity as an adult. As two adults coming to the table, none of us are perfect. But what what we want to be on the same page, and that's the first question. How do you feel in our relationship? Rank it. If you if you need data, put zero. where zero is, oh, my gosh, this is hell. Let's go to the divorce attorney now to mm-hmm. five. Oh, my gosh, this is the best. It can't get any better. You know, yeah. put weight on it and allow. And this is just a conversation because, like you said, just with life and, and the monotony of it, it, we just get into a routine. Right. We don't have conversations. We're out all day in the world or wherever we are. And we have just enough energy to come home, you know, maybe peck our, our partner on the cheek and then roll over to go to bed. And maybe not even that. On the right. basket
0: until we go to sleep. Right.
1: Right? right. As soon as we wake up, before we even speak to the spouse, speak to the children, say our gratitude for the day, let our feet touch the ground. Understanding that life isn't guaranteed. There's a lot of people who didn't see Tuesday. Right. You know, um, but as soon as we wake up in the morning, gadget, you know, and so it takes that time. So in all of that, who are we? You know, years go by. So, so Mary it's going back to that, asking those questions, but starting with I statements, owning what you feel, owning the role that you play in it, owning that you haven't kept your word, if that's the case, owning that I haven't honored you or made you a priority because of fill in the blank. Once you own that, like people, when you own that and sit in that vulnerability for other people, it's like a... Oh, right. Okay, we're having real comp. Okay, here we go. Okay, yeah. we walk through the door of real- We're not doing surface. Okay, right. And by you leading that, that lets the other person know it's a safe space. But then also, when it's your turn to listen, face, not cutting them off, not rebutting. With, oh, but no, no. But you, oh, 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 oh. no. This, all, there, all this is is you're just listening because again this is their perspective their experience and you cannot tell them what that is for them just the same way that they cannot say that for you there's no right or wrong all this is is I love you I want us to strengthen what we have and we and this is our this is our baseline this is where Mm -hmm. we're gonna start from here and because we're now both making a conscious effort and now it's asking those questions and giving your partner and, and, and to know that it is quite possible that there's going to be a no. Sure. No, I don't want to do that. Right. I do not. Mm-hmm. And, and that is okay as well. From there, you counter that hurt, you know, I, I, I feel disappointed with that or I have mm-hmm. whatever that honesty is for you. Right. And it is, let me tell you guys, it is scary when yes. you're first beginning and you've never said that. I mean, you feel so vulnerable and emotionally naked, right? you know, but one of the things I will say is that you you're, it's, it will not kill you. Like the reason that you're mm-hmm. feeling that is just because it's new. It's different. It's not your norm. Right. right. And, but the way that you make it your norm is to sit in it. It's okay to own it. It's okay for, for you to say your feelings are hurt. It's okay to say you're disappointed. It's okay to say that I didn't make the best choice. Like it's, o- it's okay to say all of that. It's okay. Okay. Right. And then from there, what that also lets your partner know is, man, because again, their perspective, they may see, you know what, Mary is just a chance around <laughs> here. Nothing takes <laughs> her down. You know, right. she so just milk, you know, especially like if right. you're in places like you're writing grants or any of those types of things. And it's just, no, 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 rejection, rejection, rejection. Man, she bounces back from rejection. Man, she, <laughs> that they don't know that they're under the desk crying. Right. <laughs> uh, work right. Doing the wall slide. Oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: so I think it is by that vulnerability. And even with our children, it, it, it brings you back to being huge. Right. Because again, the way that we perceive our partners, especially for women and the way we view men, if they're not very emotional or they don't convey their emotions, you know, maybe Mm it's just kind of anger and happiness and not the the full spectrum. Because we understand how boys are socialized in our in our culture as well, Mm -hmm. is that we may erroneously believe that, oh, I can speak to him any kind of way. You know, because right. he may not respond or he may not snap or he may not kind of check you. You know, he may be quiet, depending on the demeanor of the guy. Right. But you don't realize that inside, he's heartbroken. Mm-hmm. He's heartbroken. You know, and so then from there, what does he do with that? Does he work right. more? Does he find... Uh, you know, comfort in, like, colleagues or coworkers, and And as we know, infidelity is a small portion of people who actively, I'm going out to cheat today. That's my sure. goal. You know, no, um, right. usually what happens, it always starts in a sense, oh, just kind of at work or at happy hour and You know, someone compliments you on your tie. They laugh at your jokes. They compliment you. Oh, my gosh, the presentation you did today. Wow. You're able to have conversations because at home, and again, nothing, you know, infidelity is a choice as well. No one can make you cheat. We're not saying any of that. However, what I am illustrating is how there's gaps in spaces and how seemingly very innocent things can start to fill that gap. It may be shopping, it may be alcohol. It may be, it varies for individuals. But by looking at and speaking, learning how to speak to each other as someone you love, sure, Mm -hmm. there's going to be times that you're you're angry or you're disappointed or whatever, and Mm -hmm. that's fine. But that never should then add like, okay, well then because I'm angry, because I'm disappointed, then I can demean you. I can be flippant at the mouth. I can be verbally and emotionally abusive because my feelings are hurt. Right. Like that's never, you know, because all that does is it continues to put that wedge further exactly. and further. And, and it lets the individual know that this is not a safe space. This is not a safe space. You are not a safe person. I cannot trust you to be emotionally vulnerable. And then from there,
0: now you're in a shell of a relationship, right? And and we're kind of at that place where uh, that I was thinking about when I said, "Oh, I need to find someone who I can talk to about this," right? Because I'm seeing it yeah. with in so many of the conversation I have with women entrepreneurs, where they're they're talking about their business and and maybe it's going well, maybe it's not, whatever, sure. but then they end up talking about their partner. And, mm-hmm. and because they're not connected to their partner in a way that is that loving, connected relationship, um it, it feels like, so, so going back to some of our, our, our upbringing, right. And our programming, especially as women, I, I think maybe I've said this earlier, but I feel like we have all somehow picked up this idea that women are responsible for everything. We're responsible for the family. We're responsible for the household. and, And if we're building a business, we're responsible for that too. And there comes a time when we're tired. We're just worn out because we've given out so much to all of these responsibilities that we have. And we're not sure how to fill us we're not sure how to fill us up. And I think maybe I'm, I'm rethinking this now based on what you're talking to us about today. The original thought was, how do we ask our partners for what we need? But I, I don't think we can even do that. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I don't even know how to do that if we don't have that relationship first. And then as that relationship evolves, and I'm thinking out loud here, so tell me if I'm on the right track. As that relationship can can be reignited, my business is going, now as I'm reconnecting, maybe it's easier for me to say, you know what, it would really be helpful if you would just take care of dinners on these nights or if you could do the laundry or, or whatever it is because now if I have that, I'm reconnected, that's easy to ask. But if I'm not connected, absolutely. then socks on the floor seem like a big deal to me. So maybe oh, it's not about the socks absolutely. on the floor. It's not about dinner. It's, it's not about, about who's doing what. It's about, are right. we connected? That's okay. I'm, exactly. That's why well, we have and, these and conversations, you know Misha. <laughs> yes, no.
1: And, and and you know what, Dr. Mary? I even want to bring it back a little bit further is before you're, you're able to ask someone for something you need to know within what do you need right Right. because i think that is the beginning of yes you're right hey i've taken on the messaging the socialization whether it's culture religion uh society whatever the case is as women you're absolutely right hey i we're the nurturers so we're the caretakers of children um the home is ours. We want it to be very particular, so I'm going to do that. Right. But one of the things that I've learned from, um, and I've had some great mentors in business who are in their businesses are very different than mine. You know, <laughs> right yeah, here. sure. But one, but one of the things that is a common thread both between men and women in those spaces is delegating. Right. right. So even when you use the example of, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're talking about dinner or cleaning or whatever the case is. Even back from that, because again, understanding partner has their own thing as well. Like they have a full on career. They're tired sure. when they get home as well. I don't want to cook either. Um, right. I don't want to babysit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, so... Those types of things. So now, when we're having, I, I think, because I, I'm, I'm really big on choice, right? And, and not not demanding or kind of dumping on your partner, right? right. I'm feeling right. overwhelmed. I can't, I, 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 don't, I don't have the bandwidth to cook or I don't want to cook or whatever. How do we know partner doesn't feel the same way? Right. You have an entrepreneur business, whatever that case may be. It may be entrepreneur and corporate entrepreneur and academic. So many entrepreneurs, depending on where you are. Hey, I got it. I got a daytime gig, too. You know, sure. Whereas partner might be full on corporate, whatever. And everything that that entails in that space, which you don't know about. Right. Because partners are saying, hey, Mary, I I want you to know what's going on in my corporate world. How come you're not more like, you know, they're not doing that. So now the conversation, because again, let's look at it as a team, that the Mm -hmm. fact is there's certain things that need to be done just for our home to run smoothly and things like that. Do we meal prep? Do we have a service and do that? Do we hire a chef? What are some things that we can outsource that create space? For, for both of our mental and emotional wellness, I understand there is a fee for that. Do we need to restructure finances some kind of way? Hey, I don't want to spend all Saturday, like our weeks are failed. I don't want to spend all Saturday as a chore day and then, and then Sunday is filled with other stuff. And really now when I start the week, I'm not rested. Do we need to outsource it? Let's, let's get a service to come in here and that's a part of our budget. Okay. Let's, let's reduce this. Let's add this because by doing that, That's creating space. The action items are getting done. The household is running and it creates space for us to be. It gives us space to now let's do what we want to do. Do we, is it, is it going to be easy if we're adults and we don't have children to feed? Are we just going to pretty much be on dinner on our own during the week and lunch? Like, Hey, that's just, we're moving at our own. Like you grab something, yep. I'll grab something. We're not responsible for it, but mm-hmm. we're going to make sure we eat together every whatever. Cause it's not sure. connecting. The beautiful thing about relationships, Dr. Mary, is you can create it any way that you want to, that works for you as a couple. If there's right. anything that you don't want to do, like, I have couples, like, mom, she's a mom of three, married, entrepreneur, husband's an entrepreneur in a job, and so having three daughters under the age of five, she's like, laundry can consume, like, right. so she's like, I outsource it, all laundry goes out, okay. we have a laundry service, I don't do okay. laundry anymore, and so from there... That was something that worked for them. That gives her more time to be fully present with her, her, her daughters, with her husband, and things mm-hmm. like that. Because the business aspect of this, this task that needs to be done, but it's so laborious. It right. takes so much time. Let's outsource it. Because I'd rather spend that time, those hours of doing laundry, I would yes. rather go on a date night or right. a date day. day. Or, or hang out with, or hang out with the, with the daughters or even myself. I want to have girl time and and connect with my girlfriends or me time, whatever it is. So I think that's one of the things that I would like to encourage your listeners is think outside of the box. What are the activities that are really weighing you down that, that you don't want to do? You don't have the bandwidth to do. Can it be outsourced? Because if you don't want to do it, why should your spouse do it? They don't want right. to do it either. Sure. I don't want to do it. You don't want to yeah. do it. I don't want to do it. You know, now if that's not an option to outsource it, then what is the plan that again, you can be as creative. Hey, okay, well this week I'll do that. Do we, do we switch weeks and do it? Do we, sure. there's so many different ways that you can handle that by being creative, but being vulnerable. Like you said, mm-hmm. First of all, to be vulnerable, to sit within myself and say, you know what, Nisha, you don't have to do it all. Wherever you got the message that you have to be superwoman and you have to know it all and do it all and be it all is a lie. You do not have to have all the answers. You know, that what you do want to have the answers to is what do I need that expands my wellness that supports let's even change the word expand that supports my wellness on all levels what does that look like
0: yeah
1: and that may look different for some for some people that means like i need to see my therapist every every month that's one thing that even for prevention I mm-hmm. like to have a date on the calendar with my therapist. Even, even if I don't really quote unquote have anything, I just like to have that on the calendar. And even if I go there and just talk about what's going good.
0: Right. That's something
1: right. That, that works for my wellness. Having, But see, let's, let's talk about that, Dr. Mary. How special we feel going to a therapist knowing that that hour is just for me. The therapist isn't talking to other clients. They're not on their gadgets. They're not writing notes from the session before you. They are fully present. Put time on the calendar just for you. How safe you feel, how, how heard and things like that. The same thing happens with our significant others. This time immediately in the morning, no gadgets, no any of that. It's you and I let's, let's, Embrace and hug and kiss or have sex wh- however you want to connect and and do that let's talk about our dreams not not the laundry list of things that need to be done let's give gratitude to each other you know thank you for whatever right. it could be an action item it could just be just be thank you for giving me the space to be thank you for not micromanaging me thank you for Allowing me to pursue And being support Not allowing but uh, so being supportive Of my pursuits Entrepreneur, right. wh- whatever that may be You know there's a lot of things That we think and we take for granted Like oh they should know, I mean my gosh I'm married to you, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently I love you I wouldn't have married you if I didn't so, I mean come on hmm. You know um, But people want to hear it
0: And yes. not just only
1: hear it But they want to feel it Exactly. When we're having those vulnerable conversations with our significant other, do you know I love you? Most people say, yeah. Yes, yeah, I know you do. Do right. you feel that I love you? Do you feel it? Right. Right? That's a different thing because if they don't feel it, then it's like, okay, what, what can I do that you would feel it? Now we're getting into love languages. Right. Right. What can I do? How do you, how do you feel love? How do you receive love? Hey, well, I feel it that you make time for me or, you know, you're, you're interested. I've been trying to get you to go fishing with me and you, you never go fishing, you know, because you're like, I don't like fishing. Right. (laughs) I don't want to be out there, you know, but it's the, can I go out fishing with him to at least see why do you love it so much like right. I mean I'm not a fisher but you're inviting me which means that you want to spend time with me so yeah. let me go out here in this fishing thing and see what's going on. Let me, this is right. something new. I've never done this before. How do we know the fish are there? How do we know? Right. Why we use the worms and not fish? Hey, what's right, going on? Right. Now, they may not invite you back because you're just, right. <laughs> you're messing with <laughs> the quiet fishing thing with all your questions, researcher. <laughs> but, that's but what what that is doing is you're expanding outside of your comfort zone. and And right. that's what our relationships are. If your partner, if it's fishing or whatever, it's at least try it. It doesn't mean you have to go fishing every Saturday and things like that, but it sure. gives you more data. And you can yeah. even understand, like, what conversation do you have on the way to fishing in the car? Because this is something new. Usually they drive by themselves or they may have their guy right. friends that go with them. You know, how do you, what kind of fish? How do you know what kind of fish is in this water? How do you know that? What kind of fish are you looking to get? Like, you know, right. it's it's an activity you haven't done before. But then also what's beautiful is that you get to observe your significant other doing something they love. And that yeah. also allows you, when we're engaged in things that we love, you're able to see a different aspect of them, a different side oh, that you that. don't see when they're doing laundry or when they're doing things like that. Like, you're able to see, like, man, wow, like, you, how do you know that? And that also, when we're talking about that reconnection, because you're getting more information and new experiences, it allows you to see your partner differently. Like, man, you know a lot of stuff about fishing. Like, man, we went into that bait and tackle place, and you knew, you were, like, <laughs> speaking Mandarin, speaking <laughs> fish stuff. I don't even know that stuff. Like, I'm like, who is this? this this fish whisperer which is my right (laughs) (laughs) so but in 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 all seriousness is it shows the other person that you matter to me and something that's important to you because in essence guys that's what we're asking our partner to do entrepreneurship my business is fishing and i'm asking you to come fishing with me Right. right. So if we're not able to do that for them, it then becomes very selfish for us to have that expectation that they do that for us. If we're not willing to do the same and it may not they may not own a business, but there may be other things that they would love. To, because really what happens if we if we continue to say no, there's going to come a time where the invites aren't going to be extended. Anymore. Exactly right. They're going to that's asking. the same thing with our children. It's the same thing with children. Hey, mommy, come. Right. Oh, I'm too busy on this. Hey, come to my game. I'm doing, I'm so excited. I'm starting, you know. Oh, something came up. And then when you look up and you realize, because now, because of course, it's going to take some time for you to notice because you're, you're busy. You're doing, you're doing all right. your stuff, everything that you have going on. But there will come a time where you'll look up and you'll notice, wow, where are the kids? Where's my spouse? Where are my friends? But what happened is, is you, you declined and and said no to all of the invites that, that were extended to you that because people don't like rejection, just like you don't That's like right. it, they don't like it. Exactly.
0: And so it sure. gets
1: to the point that they're just like, man, why ask Mary? You know, she's going to say no. She
0: always says no. Right. Right. Misha, I... I have shifted so much my ideas about relationships and, and the relationship with business in my relationships. Cause I, at the beginning of this call, um, or this conversation, I said, you know, these are the two highest priorities are uh, the business and this relationship. And as we got into it and talking about the reconnecting, well, if we're at that space where we can't answer that question, do I, trust that this person has my best interest in heart and do I want yes. to continue to be w- a partner with this person? If I can't answer yes to to both of that, then it's a whole different yes. topic. Absolutely. But if I say yes to that and I say this relationship is a high priority just as my business is, then that means I need to be yes. putting this into my calendar just like I do my business and giving it the same yes. amount of, of time and energy and love that I'm giving to my business. That's what makes those Absolutely. two of my highest priorities. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Th- thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your examples and, and suggestions to us. You gave us a lot of actionable items that we can do now to, yeah. to ask ourselves those questions and then to pursue what it is that we want. We have a choice. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it is always a choice. And I think that is, I I know we're wrapping up, is that, um, you know, I think one of the things that the pandemic, and and I always want to strive to live a life of not regrets. I I don't want it to be a life that something tragic has to happen and a big loss happens that then you're like, oh man, why didn't I spend more time, do more of this? And it's. It's that regret thing, you know. A lot of times, people feel that when there's divorce or death or um, disability of some kind of sure. way that you know you you lose something, and then you're like, "Man, all the times I could have walked or, or whatever." Right. Um, but I think that is the same when we start to understand that life is a gift, and we see that many of us have lost people due to mm-hmm. due to the pandemic. Um, and, and there's many people like who are in, in the hospital now, you know, even though the world seems to have moved on and we're like, Ooh, we're taking flights and everybody's Mm -hmm. kind of getting back. there, There are many people whose lives and the trajectory of their lives have changed significantly due to the loss of a loved one. And with my background being in public health, that also puts me, um, my, my academic gig is I'm. Um, associated with a hospital here in Houston, in the emergency department. So there's a lot of research okay. that takes place there, and so. But in those spaces, when you're at the bedside, of course, pre-COVID, a lot of people aren't at the bedside anymore. But right, um, right. before, when people are at the bedside of their loved ones, no one. All of these things that we're talking about, Dr. Mary, the yes. the trash and the sock on the floor and this. Nobody is at the bedside talking about that. Everybody at the bedside wants more time. That's what they want. They want more time with their loved ones to be able to do all of the things that they did not do, the things that they took for granted, the things that they, they're, they're now on the bedside, the same prayer to the same God Mm -hmm. that if you, if you give me this, right? And so Mm -hmm. what I would encourage your listeners to is, to start to live a life before that. Like you don't need tragedy. You don't need a big loss. You don't need a divorce. Now some people, that's the lesson that they learn. It's that kind of hard lesson, you know? And and, okay. and I think that if you gain wisdom, nothing is lost, you know? Sure. Um, sure. But I, I encourage us to start to live lives that are full of gratitude and full of love and and patience and vulnerability honesty to to say that i i want to live a big-hearted life like i i want to take the chance to to live with my heart open than to have the kind of the the false security of a closed heart you know like okay we're gonna keep my heart closed and no one can no one can nobody gets me but also no one can no one can love you and you can't love anyone else because you have it so closed like your heart with the arteries getting stopped up like that blood needs to flow you want those arteries open like
0: exactly
1: blood just you know, to circulate through our bodies, oxygen to right. our brains, we, we want that whole system to work. And it's the same with vulnerability. When we sit in vulnerability and we, and we live in open heart, it's like it opens all the systems. It, it, it opens it with the, the people in our lives and it gives others the courage to do the same.
0: It sure does. It gives does. them the courage to do the same. Absolutely. Misha, thank you again. that is how you grow love. (laughs) That is how you grow love. That is a great transition. So before we leave today, tell us again where we can find you and what you uh, have to offer. Sure. So
1: um, you can go to, well, I guess it's just easier just to go to the website because all the social media is on the website. So it's just my my first name, Misha, which is right here on the screen screen for the people who are okay. seeing it, and I'm sure you put it in the show notes. It's I will. granado.com and then from there it speaks to the services. It'll link you to all the social media platforms. From the social media platforms, it'll link you to the Leak tree. And so, yes, yeah, but but starting with the website com. and Beautiful. that's where you can find me.
0: And we will make sure that that uh, web address is in the show notes thank you you again for sharing your heart with us today and your wisdom it's been a remarkable conversation thank you for the insight dr mary thank you hi this is mary thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired maybe a little more informed or maybe just rested most of all i hope you're coming away feeling empowered If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. But most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.